0: Arizona Sports, Sports. the local sports leader, leader. Burns and Gamble, the four o'clock reset, four o'clock reset. All right, halfway home on this Wednesday afternoon, Mitch, you're in charge of telling us everything that's going
1: on in sports. It's a big job. I hope you're up to it. I'm hopefully up to it. I don't have a reset button today because I didn't feel like it would be appropriate with today's top story, which is the shots that were heard around Union Station towards the end of the Chiefs championship parade in Kansas City. Multiple people were were struck. One reported dead, 10 to 15 injured in total. Two armed individuals were taken into custody for more investigation. This is still a developing story out of Kansas City. Yeah, this is uh, 10 to
0: 15 people were shot. Uh, it's a terrible story. The motives they're saying right now, motives are unknown. Two people taken into custody. Uh, just a terrible tragedy going on in Kansas City as you know, that area celebrates the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Just very, very a tragic, awful, despicable thing happened there, and we're all very saddened by it. Senseless. Absolutely senseless. Statement from the Kansas City Chiefs, quote, We are truly saddened by the senseless act of violence that occurred outside of Union Station at the conclusion of today's parade and rally. Our hearts go out to the victims their families in all of Kansas City. We are in close communication with the mayor's office as well as the Kansas City Police Department. At this time, we have confirmed that all of our players, coaches, staff, and their families are safe and accounted for. We thank the local law enforcement officers and first responders who are on scene to assist. According to some video that I saw on social media, it would appear a couple of Kansas City fans actually helped apprehend one of the potential suspects tackling him. I saw some video of that Patrick Mahomes took to his Twitter account and you know offered prayers for Kansas City. City, there's reaction pouring in around the NFL. It's just uh, senseless. It's senseless. It, it's just senseless. Just, it's just why? It just, uh, sense. uh, just doesn't, what's, what's I, I don't know what's wrong with some people like, well, we make it? you want to go do that. I know. We just can't get together and celebrate a football team. It's got to be, it's it doesn't make any sense.
1: Coverage will continue over on KTAR News, yes. KTAR News.com and the KTAR News app. They're following this very, very closely. The Suns announced today, two announcements actually from the Suns today. First, G League basketball is going to be coming back to Arizona, and fan involvement is highly encouraged. (laughs) They are asking for fans for the name of the new G League team, and very, very clever of Matt Ishbia to do this because it's exactly the same thing that Jerry Colangelo did when the Suns first became a basketball team in the Valley. Season tickets and $1,000 cash for the one who gets the naming rights. To nod to their past, it's exactly how the Suns were
0: named, and Matt Ishbia is doing the same thing. And they, what, will was, be, what was the second choice if they weren't the Suns? I that's a great question, and I don't remember. Okay, and we'll Google it and
1: find I out. Have to dig up old stacks of like Arizona Republic papers. Yeah, et it's
0: it's 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 a Google search.
1: We'll we'll figure it out. I can't remember. was. they either gonna the be the Phoenix
0: of... Suns or the, <laughs> and it's gonna be based here, not in Northern Arizona, Phoenix it's, Metro. It, so gonna... no more N A Z Suns. Yeah, uh, it looks so it, a minor. League, a G League team here in the yes. Valley. Look, it it's was freaking awesome. Embarrassing that we were the only one without one. It was just, and we had Matt Ishbia on the show, well, we've had him on the show multiple times, but we had him on a year ago when he first took ownership of the yeah, Suns. and he said, this and is like, going to happen. We're gonna, this is going to happen. We're, we're going to change that. It might take us a minute, but it's we're going to change it and change that they did. So congratulations yeah. to them. Did you see his statement today, Matt Ishbia's statement uh, his, about, you know, his it's tweet? been just over a year. His tweet, yeah. It's just been over a year since my press conference. Uh, we've been laser focused on culture, fan experience, community, and winning. We've achieved a lot. Um, player 15, and announced like player 15 represents the last player in the roster, which I've been, but it represents all of us, the person who is all about the team, the one
1: with all grit and no quit. Watch this video as it truly defines what we're building. Um, that was the secondary announcement today, his operating and investment company for any holdings that he has across all yeah, sports. Player 15. Yeah, that's yep. what he's calling At it. The level of commitment to win with this guy is just incredible. It is helps keep things organized, too, when mm-hmm. you have it entirely focused in one group. I've, right? su-
0: I've already submitted two names for the... Uh, you did? You want
1: to tell us now when we talk about this later? I'll, t- I'll tell you when we talk about it later, but okay, I've already, I've already put my two entries in. Uh, NFL news. Uh, the, I'm going to put an entry in there. Uh, go for it. One of the big memorable shots from the Super Bowl was not any of the celebration or the joy, but rather Travis Kelsey coming right up into the grill of Andy Reid and almost knocking him over. Something that Travis Kelsey said he he regrets on his latest new heights podcast i got him with a cheap shot people are all over this and i i mean i get it i can't
2: yeah you I, you went you went you crossed the line i think we can i, both I, be I, I can't
0: i can't i can't get that fired up to the point where i'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff when he when he stumbled i was just like oh,
1: One of those moments you wish you could take back of course in the heat of the moment want to get away yeah, it's
0: yeah. It was a bad moment. It was a bad look. Um, honestly, it. it I, I like Travis Kelsey. I hated that. I mean, I just I thought that that was wholly inappropriate, and he's got no business getting up in his players in his coach's grill like that. Certainly, no business making any kind of bodily contact with him at all. No, he apologized. Whatsoever. He
1: apologized. I mean, that's the right thing to do. He made a mistake. He apologized for it. Other news out of Kansas City that is positive. Steve Spagnolo, who got a glowing review from Kevin DeMoff, the COO of the Rams. He's staying in Kansas City as their defensive coordinator. That was announced today. He was going into the last year of his deal,
0: and obviously he's done wonders with that Kansas City defense to the point where some people were wondering, could he get a sniff? Not with this cycle, obviously, because all the jobs have been filled, but could he get a look as a head coach? You and I agree when it comes to... He's one of those guys. He is one of those guys. He is better off as a coordinator than he is as a head coach, and it's good to see Kansas City recognize that. They rewarded him, and he's been with Andy Reid for a long Time, but
1: there were other coordinator news, right? Yeah, oh. yeah. San Francisco. There is an opening. Steve Wilkes, no longer the DC of the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan announced on a Zoom press conference. Said he call. wasn't the right fit. Yeah.
0: Even though he was asked about him yesterday and said he didn't anticipate any staff changes, which just once again goes to show coaches will lie to you. They will lie to your face. It, it, it happens all the time, right? Liar. Like, you should just be prepared for when the, when that happens. There was a moment in that game in the Super Bowl when Shanahan called timeout because he was not happy with what Steve Wilkes was about to do as a yeah. defensive coordinator. That might have been the writing on the wall for Steve Wilkes.
1: As 11 once said, friends don't lie. Ha ha ha. Diamondbacks pitchers and catchers have reported today. <laughs> Tori Lovello even got to catch up with Bickley and Murata earlier this morning, and they asked him how long it took him to get over the World Series loss, and apparently, it involved a ton of ice cream. Probably took me two weeks. I got a ton of ice cream sent to me. I got ice cream sent from people that I don't even know. I don't even know how they got my home address,
0: but I had so much chocolate and peanut butter ice cream. It was amazing. You so probably thank look you like Andy Reid right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I I easily put on 10 pounds like I'm still carrying that that winter weight around I got to work it off I told you, they thought it was me and you that sent it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. The said awful, no, we said. That. I was like, yeah, not us. Awful nice of them to think yeah. that we're that thoughtful. Clearly, we're not. Yeah. So Then he uh, went to Italy. Probably worked it all off, just walking around Italy, eating some of that good food <laughs> over there. <laughs> he, he made the joke after the World Series ended that he was going to bury himself in ice cream for two weeks. To and he got it, it. it like a
1: couple of days yeah. later. Well, I think like, his wife fairly. posted on If there. you could
0: bury yourself in any one food, what would it be? What Pe- is your weakness? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter or pizza? Not at the same time, but yeah. Peanut butter or pizza? Easy. Chocolate chip cookies. Okay. You? Don't, gotta, say, don't say kale. Don't say salad, I please. got a weakness. No, no. I got a weakness for brownies. Oh. it's oh, a good weakness. Oh. I do like brownies. So you must have been a happy guy today then. I, the, the, the every time I go to Neaters, I'm like, every time I go to Needers, I'm going to drive through. I'll take the salad and the unsweetened iced tea, <laughs> and I'll take a fudge brownie, but you can't tell anybody. <laughs> and i are like, okay. I'm like, you can't tell anybody. Okay, but you see my wife in you know, here tomorrow. I didn't get this, okay? I want low calorie, yeah. low calorie, and the I'll thing the on the salad, menu that has the most calories,
1: I've and, and I'll take a fudge brownie But you cannot tell anybody I took this fudge brownie Do you understand? That's funny, that's funny. We yeah. know the rules when it comes to Gambo And then we'll close with this Because I saw this on my uh, Twitter feed As I was putting together the reset I'm sure you all remember this moment From October 23rd of last year If
2: they win the next two days They win the next two games And win this series in seven games If they win, I will retire on the spot
1: no, it's not an official announcement. Rather, he's getting a multi-year extension with ESPN to continue his hits on first take. That's kind of the opposite of retiring
0: for Mad Dog, isn't it?
1: Far from isn't the opposite. Isn't
0: that like exactly the opposite he of stepping it, yeah, away from yeah, the media gig yeah. is to get a contract extension? This whole sports radio thing, you know, he was one of the, like, he was one of the, said probably like the founders of it. He was one of the first great sports radio talk show hosts in the country. No doubt. Two
1: screaming New Yorkers in a room together, it works. Whatever it is, <laughs> it, it works. works. It
0: worked for years and years and years, and they're still making money off that. And that's yeah. your four
1: o'clock reset. All right, thank you. I, Mitch. I just
0: submitted my first entry for the G League team name. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, coming up at four forty-five. We're going to share, because I know Mitch has put in one, too. I I put in a couple. Lauren, have you put in? No? Lauren's like, no, I won't be doing that. Uh, That will be revealed later on in the show. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we'll try to answer this question about that game last night for the Suns. Was it the most satisfying win of the Suns' season? Hmm. Next on the Burns and Gambo show.
1: Hey, it's Luke. What's in store for the Phoenix Suns when they face Monty Williams and the Pistons in their last game before the All-Star break? We get going tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports.
0: switches on Booker. He has the right-hand dribble, backs him down. Now he's double-teamed, feeds O'Neal. Left corner three on the way. He got it! Royce O'Neal can't a big-time three-pointer in his first home game as a member of the Phoenix Suns. John Bloom uh, with the call, and that reminds me, actually, that um, to uh, throw our good friend John Bloom a bone. Uh, from well, what he's I, the best. Oh, he is very good. Um, he's a great play, play guy. He is going to be joined by Matt Ishbia on the pregame show before tonight's game against oh, the Pistons. Must listen. Just sometime listen. between 6.30 and 7, right? That's when Bloomers' pregame show is sometime between 6.30 and 7. Matt Ishbia will be joining John Bloom. That's, so awesome. Can, That's awesome. That's awesome. i will be great Um the phrase of our of our tease into this segment, We're talking about the Suns' win last night against the Sacramento Kings. One of our favorite guys, one of our favorite writers, Doug Howler, over at The Athletic, who covers most Arizona sports teams for TheAthletic.com. He's a workaholic. <laughs> he's, he's a workaholic. He's we, we, he just He's got to cover everything. The Athletic got rid of everybody else that was writing for them, but he covers everything. And, and he does a good job and of he it. he does a fantastic job yes. of it. He absolutely does a fantastic job of it. In, now, I don't know if he writes his own headlines or not. I have no idea. Um... But the headline of the story that he wrote today, why the Suns win over Sacramento, was among their most promising of the year. Was it promising? Satisfying? Would we... And the reason he points to that, Beal left the game, Booker was struggling. Not that the Kings were in control by any stretch of the imagination, but it certainly felt like that was a game that could kind of get away from them. But then here comes Royce O'Neal, He hits a huge shot. Here comes Devin Booker. He plays great at the end of that game. Grayson Allen stepped up. Eric Gordon stepped up. Nurkic stepped up at the end. Whatever words you want to use, promising, satisfying. Was that what last night was for the Phoenix Suns, do you think? In many ways. I think in many ways. And, you know, the Kings had three guys that went completely off and crushed it um you got what was it 95 94 95 points from the, you know their top 3 players And then the Suns come in and they win the basketball game with Beal Hurt and Booker struggling. And, yeah, I mean, Sacramento probably had some revenge on their mind after what happened the last time that was out. So I think that it's a very satisfying win. Is it their best win? No, it's not necessarily their best win. But that's a good win. Like, that's a good win for them. I mean, Sacramento's got a lot to play for. They were the number 3 seed last year. And they're not the same team as they were last year. They're not the same team, but they're still extremely talented. And we were talking about, you know, one of the cuts, like, they get out and run. Man, I, I that does impress me about the Sacramento Kings. Man, they get the ball and like a bat out of lightning. Man, they would have been Mike D'Antoni would have loved coaching that team. He would have loved coaching them. It would have been five seconds or less, not seven seconds or less, because they get out and they go quick. Bat out of lightning. Bat out of isn't it a bat out of hell? Bat out of bat out of hell. Bat out of lightning. Bat. I don't think it's that, a
1: lightning out of hell. I thought. Not actually
0: no. no. Bad, it's not a, a bad out of, I don't think bad out of lightning is You're like sure? a, I think yeah. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. <laughs> Lawrence, have. Lawrence, shaking your head like yeah. No, I don't bad think bad out, out of hell is the, the, the album, album from Meatloaf. Bad <laughs> he out was of like hell. a bad out of lightning. <laughs> oh, he said it before, or was uh, that just oh now. yeah? That's archival, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, I
1: just don't they learn. Said do it I? before October twenty first, two thousand nineteen.
0: A bat out of lightning. Oh, I love you, Gambo. Don't stop. Don't grinding. stop being you. Don't ever stop. Bat out of ah. lightning. I'm like, I don't think that's right. I think it's bat out of hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but why did it run out of lightning? I, <laughs> I don't know why. So have that you was, ever
0: seen lightning and then a bat like you know comes like across uh, oh, it? Like oh, you've never seen that? seen that? Like Christian Bale's in a bat suit and he's got like the bat jet and he's outrunning the lightning somehow? Other than that, no, I, I don't. I don't think I have. Sorry, you were making such a brilliant point. I
1: <laughs> just, I got. Fixed Stated on I'm bat out of lightning. I any just chance
0: to... that there is something like that
1: coming this summer? Bat, <laughs> out, of lightning. bat out of lightning. Batman and the Flash <laughs> team up. Directed
0: by. Burns, you would already know who's directing it. <laughs> 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 who would direct that Burnsay Pat out of lightning? Uh well if it's reuniting yeah. Batman and the Flash yeah. it would probably be uh oh. the guy who directed the Flash this past summer. Anyway, we're off topic. Um but that's pretty funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, rough day today? I've already called you old and now this. You know, for I, those I, of I, us I that like are we're not going to be friends anymore. For those of us that are from immigrant families whose parents didn't really speak very well, we didn't grow up like with proper English language. Like we didn't grow up being able to speak properly. So I decided to speak for a living. (laughs) No, it really is like, honestly, no, it truly is like, I have a very limited vocabulary. I can't say half the words that Bickley does. Right, I mess I up. I that. mess up things all the time. Whatever. What are they called? phrases? What do you call those uh, things? Uh, yeah, like well, you were like a bad out of hell, like what you just did. Yeah. Whatever those things are called, I mess them up all the time. And somehow, I had. A, I've made a fantastic career speaking for a living. You have made yeah. a fantastic career, and I don't really speak I think very well. I think that's part of the charm, right? Like Actually. I am a, a true American success story. If you say bad out of lightning, and people in their cars. Are right? <laughs> did you hear what he said? He said bad right. out of lightning. Right. What Does that mean right? Well, like everybody yeah. else, if they had somebody that, was, that spoke like that, I'd be like you do. You can't be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you should <laughs> be fired. Your inability like, to speak is charming. Anybody else's yeah. inability to speak would be you want to be in a radio job, job threatening. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you nobody can't would do hire it. me if I like. Yeah. Um. um uh, look, it was it was a satisfying win. I I think part of the problem is that, and this is why I'm really looking forward to the next month for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, like really, really looking forward to the next month. They haven't had a lot of opportunities <laughs> to play great basketball teams. But that wasn't a great team. It wasn't. No, it was. And that's why I think. But because. They've had so few opportunities. It's almost like you want to mistake Sacramento for a great team, you know? Because they just who have they beat? They they beat Minnesota once. And it was early. They haven't beat Oklahoma City once. They haven't beat Denver once. They haven't beat the Clippers once. Shea Gilders Alexander is getting talk for MVP as he should. As MVP. Should. Yeah, as he should. Yep. And, and so in that void of wanting this team to beat somebody of real relevance, we might be confusing with what relevance is. You said it yourself, and I don't disagree with you. The Sacramento Kings do not appear to be a threat to the Phoenix Suns. They do not appear to be a team to worry about. But because the Suns haven't beaten too many teams of any great quality so far this year, it's almost like we want to confuse Sacramento with a great team so we can say, hey, the Suns beat a great team last night in Sacramento. Yeah, did they? They beat a really good team. But was it, was that a great team? But that was The point... on. Uh, Doug's column was, I think, in some ways, like, how satisfying of a win was that? Wilker's well, struggling. Beal goes down with an injury. you got another game tonight. Um, you know, they are a good team. They're not a great team, but they're good. And you found a way to win a basketball game. And to that point, I find last night's game satisfying. Maybe not the most, but I find it satisfying for the Beal reason alone. Like, Because when Bradley Beal leaves that game, I know what I'm thinking sitting on my couch watching right. the game. Oh, crap. Here, here, we, here go we go again. Yep. Here we go. Here we go again. Look who's not available and look who's not playing. And to avoid the temptation of feeling like that if you're a player, I applaud the Suns for for moving past that and getting beyond that, you know? I I really do, and I think that's what made it satisfying, at least for me. Uh, We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. It's us in podcast form. Subscribe to the show like you would your favorite podcasts, and you can listen to us however, whenever you want. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast is brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers, and we thank you for listening on the podcast if you do. Pitchers and Catchers reported today. How'd the Diamondbacks look on day one? What are some of the big questions? We're going to check with our friend Jody Jackson of the D-Backs broadcast team. She will join us next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hey, it's Wolf. How will the Diamondbacks handle the heightened expectations following their World Series run? We'll ask D-backs legend Luis Gonzalez tomorrow at 11 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Clearly the Diamondbacks. Oh, look at Gambo whistling along a little Top Gun Maverick. There you go. You playing two-way football on the beach? You haven't even seen it yet, have you? I have not seen it. Oh, man, it's so good. It's such a good movie. Top Gun? Top Gun Gun Maverick. Yeah. It's such a good movie. I mean, it's... I didn't see the the original either. uh, What? What's wrong with you? I didn't see the original. What's wrong with you? I'll just whistle to a song that has no context to me at all. (laughs) I, I don't know the what this song Gun. means at all. I just I I'm like Tom Cruise to movies. I like Mission Impossible and oh, I like the risky business. Okay, uh, seriously. I did not see the original Top Gun. I know, I know. We'll talk to Jody. Where here was in I a in 1986? I just, I just I, like on the list of egregiousness. Okay, I'll give you not knowing who Emma Stone is. Yeah, but not. I know. I know the Top Gun movie. I know. I just didn't see it. Seen it. I just didn't see it. Uh, Joining us right now, our friend Diamondbacks broadcaster Jody Jackson. To it was to be to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks, but I think we're just going to rail on Gambo for never having watched Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick.
2: Hi, Jody. Right. What? Hey there! I was saying that's a great scene on the beach when they're playing volleyball. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> when they're playing you volleyball. They're, uh, they're or playing is it football? Or, I don't know. I it, can't remember. Like I'm pulling a gamble now. I can't remember. It's football. What it was, in the
0: first one, it's volleyball. In the second one, it's football. Oh, uh, and and they're you guys
2: play- should do like a Arizona sports promo where you're all out there. You know, yeah, on the yeah. yeah. beach, throwing, uh-huh. You know, to, uh-huh. just. You know, and I have mean,
0: wolf like have just, wolf deck somebody and take we, them out. We don't have a beach though. I mean, well, we could go, well, go to the Rocky Point or something. A beach isn't too far away. I think yeah,
2: all, that could be a fun little trip.
0: I think all of our fill-in hosts should be eligible yeah. for this too. So you could come, and Tim Ring could come, and we could all yes. go out and play a football game. Too. I would love so, that. So, Judy, I would love that. First off, I have to. Con- I want to congratulate you. Your son's gonna go have the opportunity to play college football. That's freaking awesome. That's Corona great. del Sol grad. So, bravo. Give up for
2: him. We're very excited for you and your yourself, family. awesome. Thank you so much. We yeah. are excited. He's worked hard. He's always wanted to, you know, play college football. He loves playing all sports but the, it's going to be fun. Thank you so much guys.
0: Second, um, you know, Chelsea was excited for your son too so she told our son about him and my, my son was like, I have a, I have a class with that kid. And he didn't even know who he was. He didn't even know who he was. I mean, they're like, they're like a couple of years apart. Oh, yeah. My Boy, kid's my, my kids are 14-year-old freshman. Yours is a senior. But they do take a film That's class together. Oh, fun. Which oh, Burns would well, like. I was
2: getting nervous because I know Connor used to take honors classes. I'm like, please tell me they're not like in math together somehow. Like, no, no, uh, no. A 17-year-old no. in the fourth now. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yes. Film. Yeah, they yes. take that
0: film class together with Burns would love. They just watch old movies. That's all they do. A Streetcar Named Desire. Here. When I was like um- I was at Corona. They weren't offering film oh, classes. Oh, just all they where, do is watch. This when I was there. Yeah, the greatest Escape. All they do is watch like old movies. And so my son, who by yeah. the way, one of only two freshmen to make the JB team at Corona, I want to get <laughs> that <laughs> in there? To you guys. Great, wow, yes. Is, yes. yes, we're very happy yes. for him. This so, is awesome. so yeah,
1: awesome. all right. Thanks, Jody. Good all right, talking to you. you thanks for coming on the show, Jody. Now that we've all, up. We've all know, caught up on our families,
0: we know everything's going on. To catch ourselves up with this Diamondbacks team, and we wanted to talk with you about this for a few minutes because today pitchers and catchers first work out, though it sounds like according to Zach Gallon, like 90% of them have been there uh, for the past week or so, kind of getting ready for the season. In your mind, as we gear up for a defense of the National League pennant, you know, winning Diamondbacks, what is the biggest question facing this team as they start the Cactus League and start spring training? What's the biggest question? And it can be in terms of the roster, it can just be terms of, of something in general what's the biggest question they have to address right now as an organization, do you think?
2: Well, Bernsey, that's a good question. Um, I'm not even going to go roster, though. I think you hit on it there. It's not, it's not really roster for me because, you know, really when you look at this team, the, everybody's pretty much back. Everybody that was effective last year, you know, uh, even we didn't know Lourdes Goriel junior was going to be back, but he, but he is. And then they've added. So, there aren't a lot of questions. I mean, you could look at, I guess, you know, Tucker Barnhart and Jose Herrera will be, you know, vying for the backup catcher job, and um, there's, of course, the rotation. How that's going to go on the back end, but we all know the names. We all know the candidates. So for me, it's just the biggest question is: can they have everything that went right last year for them? And, and I don't mean luck. I mean things that they did well. Things that they in the grind of one sixty two, you know, the things that they did well, can they duplicate those? And I know, you know, they got off to the they got off to a good start. They led the NL West for a big portion of the start of the season. And then the lull came, you know, after the all star break and there were some parts that, that weren't great, but they still got in once you get in. And then, and then again, I think it's just doing the little things like that. And because it's hard, it's hard to do that over the entire summer. And the fact that 90% of the roster is there, I mean, and that, that happens a lot. Like I would say a number of position players are there usually over the years. I mean, I've been covering them back when they were in Tucson. You know, a lot of times guys will, uh, especially in the last decade or so, guys come in and, and they're, you know, there when the pitchers and catchers are there. But that tells me that they are hungry. They are very serious about this. They're very serious about wanting to get back to the World Series as hard as that might seem to be.
0: You know, it's so different from the first time when they won the World Series, you know, with Schilling and Johnson and Gonzo. They were an older veteran team, and they weren't built to last for a long time. They were built to win right then and there, and they got the one, but they never got back. This team is so young that I think the way Mike Hazen built it, I mean— I see sustained success here for a number of years because of just how talented the young players are.
2: No, you're right. And I mean, that's what makes, you know, the Astros such a good team. And, you know, there really isn't like a dynasty in baseball, but you could say, I guess the Astros are the closest thing, even though last year they got, they did get beat by the Rangers going in, but that's what makes them so impressive. And that's really the model for, for a lot of teams that want to build sustained success. And you're right. In 01, uh, that was a team that loaded up for that year. And then the next year they had a chance, but they lost in the playoffs. Um, to the Cardinals, I believe it was, when Gonzo was hurt. You know, and you don't want to – that's the one thing is this team has depth where, you know, if they do sustain an injury or two, that it's not going to hopefully be crushing. But they do have guys that are so key to this team that that have to stay healthy. Um, But you're right. When you see – Corbin Carroll made such a big difference last year, uh, the pitching – coming through in a big, big way, and Gallon and Kelly, as many innings as they threw, you know, Gallon was at 240 innings last year. And so that was my question to Tori today is, are you going to, you know, are you going to see him push back a little bit? And he said, yeah, you know, they're going to, you know, there's really no reason to rush him. And it, really everything that they did last year was validated with some of the decision making on pulling guys out and not having them overuse their arm early on. Because when you go all the way into November, it's crazy to say that. Yeah. Um, you, do, you definitely need to do that. But this is a deep team. They've added some veterans in Suarez and Eduardo Rodriguez, and these are going to be key pieces for them too. But it's made it, Gambo, like to your point, there's these young guys, um, and then they've added some veterans, and Jock Peterson, I don't want to forget about him either, but um, I think, you know, look, Jock's going to hit some home runs. That's what he is here to do. Everybody's got their job. If they do it, if they play their role, I think it'll work out
0: well. All right, Jody. I know we're going to have you on a bunch of times uh, throughout the course of the season, and we always appreciate your insight, you coming on for a few minutes. And truly, what Gambo said, congrats to your kid. I think that's great. That's awesome. Uh, We appreciate you stopping by for a few minutes. Yep, absolutely. We'll talk soon, okay?
2: All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jody.
0: Jody Jackson joining us from the Diamondbacks Broadcast Network as she joins us here on Arizona Sports when we come back. They were the only team in the league without one. Now the Phoenix Suns have joined the party again. They've got a G League team. What are our suggestions as to what they should call it? And what does it mean for the league that they finally have one? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll Update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch, you got today's social media poll question of the day. An update on today's social media poll question. Hit us with it. What do you got?
1: I'll go quick because I want to get to our G League team names. <laughs> so, which of the following starting pitchers, pitchers and catchers were reported today, which of the following starting pitchers are you most excited to watch in twenty twenty four? Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Eduardo Rodriguez, Brandon Fott.
0: Brandon Fott. I went with Erod because he's. The new guy and I like I don't want to set the expectations too high for Brandon Fott. You know, like he he's I, I'm still gonna give him a little bit of wiggle room to kind of figure it out. He needs to be good, but he doesn't need to be great. I think Eduardo Rodriguez is gonna be great right out
1: of the shoot. I, I I'm watching him. Yep. Yeah. And most of the audience, as the t- audience typically is, is with Gambo. Fifty-three percent going with Brandon Fott. The you're most excited, a, you're a man to see. of the people, Gambo.
0: I, just the just the ceiling, right? You know, you know what I, you know what Merrill Kelly is. You know what Zach Allen is, and you also
1: know what Eduardo Rodriguez is. Brandon Fott's got a whole ceiling that he can get to. Sure, yes, he does. Can he do a full season of all those tweaks that were made throughout the year? Can he do a full season of what we saw in the postseason? Yeah, I think that's what everyone wants. Uh, Okay that's the
0: poll question Thank you Mitch You can find it on our Social media account At Burns and Gambo On X One word is where You can find it there And of course you can always uh, Text us your thoughts as well On the FanDuel text line At 620-620 We haven't had the opportunity To read a ton of them On the air today But I promise you that uh, Text us And if it fits the moment We will absolutely read them On the air here On Burns and Gambo And this might be a good Opportunity for you to text The FanDuel text line Actually at six twenty-six twenty Right now Because the sun Suns announced today that the Suns and the NBA G League announced the Suns have acquired the right to own and operate an NBA G League team. It is set to debut in the 2024-25 season. With today's announcement, the NBA G League expands to a record 32 teams all 30 NBA teams now own and operate an NBA G League affiliate. The Suns were the last one, the only one. Robert Sarver, I believe, sold it in 2020. Yes, 2020. It was the Northern Arizona Suns. He sold it to the Detroit Pistons. He got a lot of grief for it then. I think he deserved to get a lot of grief for it then. And certainly now, you know, Matt Ishbia, when he was on with us, he's been on with us a few times, but he was on with us a year ago. I believe if you asked him about that, and he said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're changing that. Yeah. We're we're gonna rectify Not only developing that." Developing players, but developing coaches and helping your you know your, your 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 staff work with another team so they can work their way up to the Suns. If you've got some staff that wants to. so there's a lot of advantages to having a team, a team for the community. The press release reads: The Suns NBA G League team will play homage to how the Suns were named in 1968 through a public naming contest. Fans will have the chance to name the NBA G League team via an online contest now through February 28th by submitting entries to suns.com slash G League. The winning submission will receive free tickets for the team's inaugural NBA G League season and $1,000 in cash. Okay. Team's going to be here in Phoenix. How many how many you got? Two. Okay. Well, I because we talked about this a while ago, and with Lauren and Mitch's help, they went back and they felt... I was thinking the team was going to be in northern Arizona. It's not. It's going to be here in Phoenix. Okay. Does that it, rule one of yours out? So Flagstaff Elevation. I wanted to call them the Flagstaff Elevation. Oh, it's good. But that's out because they're that's not going to be in Flagstaff. Okay. These are the two I submitted. Okay. and if And if any of our... Well, I can't speak for everybody. If mine wins, I'll donate the tickets and the money to a worthy cause or something like that. The Phoenix Flares. Flares. Like solar flares. Solar flares. Like like solar flares. The Phoenix okay. flares. Or the Valley Shine. Shoe shine? Sunshine. 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 Like the sun like like the sun shines. The valley shine. Shine. Or the Phoenix flares. Okay. Now Wolf tried to get it to be called the Phoenix Basinonians, but I think they already shot that down. Oh. oh, they're not gonna be called the Basinonians. Oh, oh the Basinonians! Campbell, why'd you have to talk? John, why'd you have to talk about Amazing. me like that? I never suggested such a thing. Yes, you know you what, did. Johnny? Johnny, I, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you right now, Johnny. I, I mm. never would have suggested that. Have you ever been in the bottom of a pile? <laughs> <laughs> when your eyes are being gouged out, with when you're French fighting for your cuts. life, <laughs> with somebody's blood got a fist down your, your throat, blood under your nails. Yeah. Yes, you try to survive that with a painted, hey, uh, painted face and a dark heart. Listen, my brothers. Okay, those are the worst, worst Ron Wolfley impersonations yeah. ever. That's like so, What's
1: so Frank bad. up to? Frank, yeah, a second.
0: Yeah. All right. So who's next? Those are mine. How about the Phoenix Sunsets? Okay, this is interesting. We have beautiful sunsets <laughs> We do. Here. We have lovely, we have lov- the Phoenix sunsets or the Valley sunsets, one of the two. Did Valley you, sunsets. Did you submit this? Did you go to suns.com slash g? Yeah, I submitted that. Okay. Funny that he I, mentioned that because I know what Mitch's is. Oh, I had another one. Oh, oh, oh on. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I had the uh, Phoenix 15s. Like the 76ers. I was going to go 1912, but I don't think you could have a 1912 because that was the year Arizona became a state. Okay. so But then I went 15 because it takes 15 men, right? It takes 15 guys on the court, so the Phoenix 15. Ooh. Or the... uh... And then the last one I had was the Phoenix Golden Legs. (laughs) Because Golden Leg in Italian is Gambadoro. So, 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 Phoenix Golden Legs. Your thinking was it'd be too arrogant to call them the Valley Gambadoros, so let's call them the Valley Golden Legs because that's only kind of arrogant. Yes, the Golden Legs. Like you know, we've got Golden Legs. We're gonna run up and down the quarter all over you. You and then it's in Italian. Italian, Golden Legs is Gamba Doro. I I, I didn't love mine, but suddenly I'm feeling a lot better about them.
2: (laughs) I feel like I should have hit the dump button on this whole segment.
1: (laughs) Now the reason
0: I didn't say the back. out of lightnings, I, I know it's true. The Valley Bat out of lightnings. Although you, you might be onto something, maybe not with the 15s, but like the Valley 68s or the the 68ers, because the Suns were founded first in 1968. Yeah, yeah. So like the Valley 68s. like 1912 was the first year Arizona was a state. Okay, you might be the on 12s, it. You know, the, the, honest, the Phoenix 12s. There? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitch, now I I didn't I didn't realize you had multiple entries. I only brought Mitch into the conversation because what was your first one? The, the val- Valley sunsets. Okay. I had the Valley Sunrises. Oh, sunrise and sunset. There you go. You were, I know, right? <laughs> I've got a, by the way, I've, I'll put that down. On this Valentine's Day, Mitch and Gambo, I'm right here for the cameras, Gross. right there. Mitch and Gambo. Phoenix became a city in 1881. How about the Phoenix 81ers? Mm. I've got
1: a flurry of texts, by oh, the way, oh, if you want me to just fire them off. Yeah, yeah please, so, guys, suck. Ours, ours No, no, no yours uh, don't suck. I'm just trying to appease the audience that's being a part of this. So get the, okay, go ahead. The Phoenix Scorchers. Mm, okay. The Solar Flares. I like the Scorchers. The, Glen- the Glendale Gambos was a submission on the text line. I like the Glendale <laughs> Glitters. The Arizona Soul, as in S O L, as in Spanish for sun, if I'm not mistaken. We had
0: a team called the Soul once here in a sport. Did we? We did. The Phoenix Soul. What, what were they? Was it soccer? The Phoenix hear Soul? Everybody furiously typing away.
1: Um, <laughs> you, you can hear everybody <laughs> Googling at the same time. The Scottsdale <laughs> Snowbirds was submitted by our guy Chandler from Gilbert. <laughs> there's Chandler from Gilbert again. I now, have
2: an answer for what the Phoenix soul is, but I cannot imagine this is what Gambo's referring what to. Is, what is what? it? It would be the Phoenix Major League Quidditch team.
0: Quidditch? Quidditch. Oh, like from Harry Potter? Yes. Oh. 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 You see, I knew there was a soul team somewhere. Okay, so you haven't seen Top Gun, but you're making Harry Potter
1: references on the show. That's yes. awesome. That's great. Uh, here's your number one, Gambo. Yeah. The Phoenix 48s. What happened in forty-eight? State forty-eight. Oh yes, of course. Oh, it's cool. oh, shout my. out Matt Avila from Chandler oh, on that one. Yeah, sorry,
0: sorry to my. I like that, and I like Scorchers, the Phoenix Scorchers. I like it. You know what? I I kind of like the Valley Forty-Eights, but then I'm a huge fan of State Forty-Eight. Like, like well, then you have an immediate Mike and, and, clothing sponsor.
1: Yeah, my, my, yeah, Mike,
0: Mike and Lisa and the crew over there at, at State Forty-Eight—they're great. Um, the Valley Forty-Eights.
1: Or Phoenix, the Phoenix Forty-Eights, or the Valley Forty-Eights. Uh, Matt's suggestion was Phoenix. Okay, I think I'd like the Valley Forty-Eights. Okay, I think the incorporation of Valley as being the location should be the way that they go with. I this. think so too. I, I think I'd like that
0: better than Phoenix. What if they're in a town though? Like, what if they're in Glendale? I, well, I, I mean, you could name it specifically for the town, but if they're, I, I think it's better to try to unify. Plus those Valley jerseys that they had a couple years. These are such big hits. If they could incorporate Valley, incorporate that into kind of their moniker. Okay, so I I, the Valley Forty Eights. I think I like that better than Valley Shine. Although I still like the Valley Shine. I like Scorchers. The Scorchers. The Scorchers. Lauren, you didn't want to play. You just want to hit the dump button. You just want this horrible nightmare to be over right now. Other other than what the Phoenix soul is. You just want this to be done.
2: The only thing I got a text about during this segment was a friend of mine said there's a huge missed opportunity to just make a sports team called the Valley Haboops. <laughs>
0: I did actually have the Valley Monsoon. On one of my lists, we
1: do have a bunch of monsoon-related. Yeah, I, as well. I, I had
0: the Valley Monsoon. I uh, got a text from Oh Jay Feely. Switchy, what a shock! He chimed in. The Phoenix Fever. He
1: chimed in. And then another or how thing. about the valley fever? Or the, there you go. The val-
0: oh, the valley fever. So, so the problem is that's an actual thing. Yeah. Oh, it and, is. And I don't oh, I, Jackson had it. I don't think we want to trivialize, trivialize something that's an actual thing that is actually a very debilitating thing. So I think that'd be a very bad PR move to go with the what, valley fever. That's a bad fever. play on words? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, and then another friend of mine submitted the Phoenix Inferno. Which, if anybody remembers, and I know you all don't because you didn't live here and you guys were too young, was the name of our indoor soccer team. The Inferno? Back in the 80s. And for us kids whose parents didn't make enough money to go to Suns games, we actually went to Phoenix Inferno games because those were much cheaper to get into. You could play play the very popular song by the Tramps. (laughs) <laughs> Disco Inferno You, 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 <laughs> you was a, do that It was, the tram, they were that. called the Tramps Keep the ideas coming in Disco Inferno FanDuel text line, 620-620 There's Run bound to be a good baby. one in there somewhere When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show Is it fair to wonder if he had his best game as a Phoenix Sun last night? Who is he? Find out next on the Burns and Gambo show